Shout out everyone. What's up? I hope everyone's doing well. Uh, you already know who this is. This is your host, Brent Lamar of the In and Out Podcast. But first, I'm recording this episode on Mother's Day. So I just got to give a special shout out to all the wonderful mothers out there, and especially my own mom, Mama Lamar. I just want to say I love you and I appreciate you. And I cannot wait to get back home to celebrate this day with you and, and spoil you. Anyways, back to the topic at hand. Today, I'm joined with a European legend. That's right. I said a legend. His name is Petri Capone. My boy KP is a Finnish national player who's joined the podcast to talk about what's it like to grow up in Finland and to be drafted in the first round of the NBA. We also talk about his experiences playing on high-level clubs and playing for EuroLeague teams such as Barcelona. My man KP drops so many gems for athletes out there trying to aspire to be great. Trust me, this is not an episode you do not want to miss. With that being said, let's get right to it. Let's get in. Let's get out. Let's go. What's up, KP? Appreciate you for joining me today, man. It's been a long time coming. Uh, I'm glad you took the time to join uh, the In-N-Out podcast. I know my listeners are going to love this episode because we're just not talking to an ordinary person. So I'm excited for all my listeners to hear this episode. And yeah, man, can you just uh, tell me just a little bit about yourself and just tell me who you are? Yeah, first of all, thanks thanks for having me. And yeah, I'm a Finnish basketball player, Petri Koponen. I'm getting old, just turned 33. <laughs> so uh, I've been playing, playing basketball almost 20 years now. Like I started to play professionally yeah. when I was 16 yeah. in England and, uh, and then played in Italy, Russia, Spain, Germany, and now back in Italy. So it's been quite a long journey, yeah. nice journey, but you know, yeah, it's, I've been enjoying it a lot. Yeah, man. Uh, and this is not for 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 the viewers and listeners. This is not just an ordinary person. Uh, KP, man, he's he's big time. Um, and I met him this year. Uh, uh, well, last I mean, two months ago, uh, just joined this this new team in Italy. And uh, you know, the first day I met him, man, he was always a, a good dude, a very just stand up guy, great basketball player, and everything. I learned a lot from him. So I just want to let my my list, uh, yeah, my listeners know that this is not just a ordinary guy. And once again, I just want to say thank you for joining the the In and Out Pod. Um, and so let's let's get right to it, man. Uh, we're gonna talk more about you know your finished bra- your finished background and everything like that. But um, first and foremost, you know what like what made you want to you know play basketball when you're young? What like what gravitated you to the sport of basketball? Well, I can, I can say the biggest influence was my, my mom. Yeah. And it's actually quite a fun story because first, I always hated basketball. My mom used to play in the Finnish league and I had to go to the, her practices and spend some time in the gym. And I, when I was young, I hated it. I, I, I started to play soccer 
or uh, or the real football like for us Europeans like not that bullshit uh, football what you call in America but <laughs> real football I started yeah. to play that when I was four years old and uh, I always thought I'm gonna be a football player but uh, then you know I started to play basketball when I was seven actually my godfather took me to the uh, streetball tournament in Finland uh, his own son was playing there and then the co- coach coach there saw me and he asked hey you want to join us and I went to play and everything started from there and then you know I fell in love with the game and, and I kept playing also football until I was 13 but then I had to had to choose and uh, and basketball took my heart and <laughs> we are st- we are still on that road you know yeah no I feel you what uh what position did you play when you played football a uh, midfielder are you a midfielder around trying to pass work work hard yeah uh, that you know but I think football was important also for basketball you know for 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 all the move, movement and different kind of sports like People are always talking like, should the kids play only one sport yeah. when they are young? But I definitely think that the more sports you play, the more is the better it is. And maybe yeah. later you can you can choose your own sport. It's it's better. And I, I like the actually the system what you have in USA. Like you go into high school, you you yeah. might play different yeah. sports. And in Europe is many times is is different. But uh, yeah. But uh, like I said. Uh, I always thought I'm gonna be a football player, but in the end, basketball was was maybe the right choice. For sure, for sure, man. Uh, see, I used to play uh, soccer as well, football, you know. <laughs> but um, I used to play that sport as well, and and I, I do definitely agree with you. Just about you know playing different sports young, it helps you kind of. I feel like it just helps you. Uh, become more um, just coordinated younger and you know being able to do different movements especially with basketball and it's funny to 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 hear you say you you were going to be a midfielder because I feel like the way you play basketball man is kind of like a midfielder you know you you can you can score you can pass you can kind of do it all you know so I don't know if you really thought about that but um you know that's kind of crazy but um you know and and growing up in Finland and everything like that um the basketball scene. Can you talk to me just about you know the league and and playing uh, in that in that league, being young, growing up playing basketball in Finland? You know, because I know it's different from the United States. You know, we kind of have three dominant sports. You know, we got American football, we have basketball, and then we have baseball. You know, so um, in Europe, it's kind of different. You know, basketball is kind of on the back burner. So can you just tell me about, you know, just your experiences, you know, going through high school and, and making your way playing basketball? Well, yeah, you know, uh, first of all, like you said, uh, basketball is not that big in Finland. Maybe now, like past 10 years, the basketball is growing. There are more players coming up. We did a good job with our national team. And uh, and we, we I can basically say we put the uh, sports more on the on the uh, on the spot and for the for the top of the for the kids to maybe start to play play more basketball you know in Finland people used to play a lot of hockey yeah. like football all over Europe is very popular but basketball was was never the sports sport to start when you were young but like I said my mom used to play and that was the reason why I get in, into basketball and uh, but I think the Finnish basketball is growing up. There are more players coming. Many many kids are going to the college right uh, right now in USA. Yeah. 
Yeah. We got the great NBA player Lauri Markkanen playing for the Chicago Bulls right now, and and there are more more and more kids uh, coming up and more talent. But it wasn't like that in ten years ago. Yeah. And and, and I can say also like uh, as, as our national team when when I my first time when I went to national team I was, I was eighteen, and we were never. Uh, basically used to go to the Euro- European Championships or all this. We were playing in the B division, trying to get in that big big stage. And uh, after that, we have been in four four Euro baskets, one World Cup. And, uh, you know, the basketball is really growing and the, the people are coming more to the games. And, and yeah. I hope the, in the future there are more and more players coming up. And, and I can say that basketball in Finland looks much, much brighter right now. Yeah, man, uh, for sure. Like, I, I just feel like in general, also basketball in Europe is 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 getting much larger. Um, you're seeing a lot more just international players play, uh, come to the United States. Uh, a lot more young uh, players, just basketball players, wanted to play basketball. So I definitely hear what you're saying, and and um, I, I want you to just talk about a little more about you know your Finnish background, just growing up in Finland. And, and trying to, you know, make it to the NBA, you know, because everybody has that, those goals and aspirations, you know, and stuff like that. And, and coming from Finland, you know, Finland's not universally recognized, kind of like of Spain on that level or so. But, you know, so how, how, how was that kind of growing up and, uh, you know, thinking about how am I going to make it to the United States or how am I going to make it out of Finland? you know, and make my name and put Finland on, on, on your back, quite frankly. Well, I can say the biggest thing for me was when I was uh, 15, 15 years old, and we basically finished the, our junior, like uh, last junior, how do, I don't know, how do you call this, like under 15, like tournament. And okay. Then, then there was the head coach of this Finnish league team. He was in the stands and, and he, he's from uh, Montenegro. He's now coaching in uh, in Abba League, uh, Morner Bar, Mihailo Pavicevic. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, was, uh, he was the coach at the Finnish team that time in, in, in called Honka, Honka Playboys. That's a funny name also <laughs> that time. It, it was the name of the team in Espo. It's like ne- the city next to Helsinki where I'm from. Uh-huh. So but anyway, he said he saw the games and he said he, he wants to take me to the first team already. I was just, wow. uh, I was just turning 16 and, and I can say I was lucky. Lucky with that because you know how the Yugoslavian coaches are. They are crazy yeah, and crazy, and, yeah. and and he 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 took me to the next level. He 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 wanted to work with me, improve my game. We work yeah. hard every day. Yeah. He didn't give nothing easy, but he he basically showed me what it what it uh, <laughs> what it takes to get to the next next level. And yeah. he, he was believing me. Then I was uh, eighteen. I was the starting point guard in the in the Finnish league. Then we end up winning two championships there, and 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 also that like kind of like opened the doors for me. Then there was the Nike Hoop Summit in in the states, and, mm-hmm. and they were choosing. There is always the best young players from uh, from the states yeah. versus you know the best young players uh, around the world. And I was chose chosen to that game. Cherry West Cherry West came to Finland to see my game. Oh my and, god! And, uh, Jerry West, the Jerry West, the logo. Yeah, yeah, he came there to to watch me play, and wow. you know, I was chosen to be be in the team, and uh, 
And uh, that was my first experience. Then I flew to the States. I had solid uh, showing against uh, guys like Derek Rose, Soj Medio, my Michael Beasley, and I. Yeah. I played like around thirty minutes in that game, and I can say that like opened opened all the doors for me. After yeah. you know there was the draft and everything, but that kind of opened because I was guy like you said coming from Finland. Nobody really knew knew me, and uh, and uh, but uh, I was lucky with that because I had coach like this who sometimes we used to practice three times per. Per day, and he, yeah. he made you know just just work on my skills, and I don't know if uh, if if there was some Finnish coach maybe or some other I don't know if I ever made this this I can say career what I had without him. So yeah, so I'm really thank thankful for him. You know, take take me under his wings I can say and show me what it takes to to get to that level. Yeah, man, that, that's that's big time, man. Like, like I said, uh, for for all the listeners out there, man, this is not no ordinary, you know, player. And um, you know, you you've accomplished so much in your life and everything like that. Uh, but just just being young and and you know playing against you know the top tier guys and everything like that. How was it for you to play? Um, you know, just just at this highest level and and just going through the draft process as an international player, what are some of the differences, you know, you can, you know, kind of point out just coming from Europe, going to the United States? Well, you know, of course, everything was like big. And like, like you said, for like thinking to go, to have a chance to go in the NBA, it was, yeah. it was big. And, and like I said, that Nike Hoop Summit game opened the doors after there was the, uh, draft in the next next summer and uh, I flew actually to to New York to do all the all the workouts there like my yeah. my agent had had an apartment for for me and one other guy and and I had actually only uh, I think one or two workouts scheduled really that's it yeah so I I didn't have too too many and because like I said nobody really knew me too oh, okay. much okay they okay. show me they saw me in a, in a Nike summit but then I I went to Orlando. There was, you know, a lot of guys, a lot of scouts watching. Seventeen, I think, eighteen teams, and I did uh, good there. I was eighteen years old. Uh, I, who was there? Aaron Brooks was there. Darian Green, Sean Singletary. Like I remember in my work, first workout against these guys, and yeah. and I, I did well. And after that, like I ended up doing like eighteen workouts. I I was flying all over the states, yeah. showing myself and. Yeah. And it was tough, like after, after, like now I think how it was, it was really, really tough month, but you know, yeah. in the end it paid off and uh, yeah, you know, but, uh, but it was, it was, I can say interesting because like also coming up from Finland, you never thought maybe you have chance to go, go to the NBA, but uh, yeah. it was always maybe a dream, but I always maybe dream more about playing in Europe because we had this one Finnish guy, Temu Ranniko is the name. He was basically my idol because that time the world was also different. At that time, you can yeah. see maybe NBA action in mm -hmm. Finland once once a week or somewhere. There was an internet. You can watch all the highlights, all the NBA games. And I always tell to the young guys now, it's a totally different world. Mm -hmm. you know, now you've got everything there on, on your cell phone. You can see everything. But that time, it's, the world was different. And, no, uh, and I saw... I saw this Finnish guy, like my idol, he played for the national team, played, uh -huh. played in Europe, made a career in Europe, and I, I was always thinking that 
Yeah. Maybe one day I can be like him, make a yeah. career like him, and then. No, but uh, awesome. but it was it was nice to be be in the USA and go through, uh, through all that draft process, yeah. and, and uh, in the end I got drafted. But uh, but uh, it was yeah. it was a tough month, I can say. <laughs> no, I definitely hear you, and uh, we're gonna talk a little bit uh, later on more about just uh, playing on a national team and what that means to you. But uh, so. You, you come over from uh, Finland, you know, you do all your workouts, um, you're in New York City, you know, you're flying across the country. Um, what did it mean for you to get drafted, you know? And um, I know you got drafted by the, uh, in the first round, correct? Yeah, first, first round. round. 30th pick, shout out to, hey, KP, you big time, like I said. Shout out to but, you. Uh, yeah, I have to worry <laughs> about that because, like I said, I was still 18 that time yeah. and and we were thinking during the process, like, do I stay in or do yeah. I go back, back to play and maybe come draft next year? But yeah, and then I had promised from Boston in the first, they had the thirty-first or thirty-second pick in the in the second round, and uh -huh. they had promised like, okay, we're gonna take you, uh, and uh, you're gonna come uh, here with us. We're gonna improve improve you. You know, we got trade for that. That was the year when they won the championship. Wow. And, uh, Okay. And uh, but in the end, uh, Portland took me. They they moved their uh, I don't know who they traded and some money and and something. And I ended up going to the Portland. And maybe it wasn't good situation for me because they were yeah. they were already stuck. And we had talks. Okay, you come here. Maybe you play yeah. play in the D, D League and all, all these. And I, I I felt like no, that's not not for me. Okay. I'd rather take another road yeah. in Europe and 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 go there and. Uh, but yeah, that was the story. That was basically the reason why I stayed in the draft because uh, mm -hmm. we had talked with the Bo uh, Boston and, and I, I was supposed to go there. But then, you yeah. know, like in the draft, everything happened. Yeah. Talk to me about like, what did it mean to you though to, to, to be drafted? Like hearing your name called and everything like that. How did, like, what is the very first thing you kind of thought about? You know, because not everybody can experience that. Only a few guys in this, life experience being drafted you know so what was it like for you to hear your name called <laughs> dream come true you know yeah. that's i think for for all the players you always think okay maybe i i have a chance to go to the nba but like you said it's so small yeah small small chance and only few few guys have the opportunity to get drafted and yeah and it was great experience i was there sitting in the madison square garden waiting my my names to to get a call and go there, you know, shake the hand of David Stern. And yeah. it, it was just unbelievable experience. And like I said, it was long, long months practicing and showing myself flying around the United States. Then we were sitting there with my, my mom, my, my current wife, Linda was already there. Mm -hmm. My coach, this Mihailo Pavicevic was there who I was talking before and yeah. it, was just, it was just amazing experience to sit there and wait and see all these players and, and uh, Kevin Durant and, and Greg Oden. Oh, that so was that was the, that year, Kevin Durant the, year. Yeah, that was the, the year. And I remember every time when he used to fly to meet these teams to the workouts, there was the interview part. Yeah. And every team used to like ask, who are you going to take if you, you get the first pick you take? Who did you Oden take? Oden or you take Durant? And I, my answer was always Durant. Okay, but, okay, okay. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Greg, Greg uh, was uh, chosen first and uh, like with the Portland. And after the 
after the draft, we actually flew immediately. We went to the airport and yeah. and we had the plane there. We flew back to Portland and uh, had all the press conferences and everything there. And, yeah. And, uh, but yeah, like I said, it was just amazing experience. I can only imagine. I can only imagine. So uh, moving forward, so you, you, you get drafted and everything. You told the team, look, I don't want to do the G League or I'm sorry, the D League at, uh, at the time. Yeah, that time was D League. Yeah, yeah the D League. Um, and you had your sights on, on, on Europe. And yeah. how, how, how did that come to, to be like your, your first year playing back in Europe, you know, being, uh, you know, you, you had your expectations on the NBA and everything like that. Was it tough for you to come back to Europe or was it, uh, you know, kind of like, okay, well, this is what I already know. So that I'm, I'm comfortable with this. Well, both, I can say. But like I can say that that being drafted, it opened all the doors also in Europe yeah. for me. Like I got a lot of options to choose where I want to yeah, yeah. go and try to find the best opportunity for me. And I ended up going to, to Virtus Bologna. Yeah, Bologna. In Italy. And I signed, yeah, I, I signed a four, four-year contract there. Like they had the project for me and I felt like maybe this is the place where mm-hmm. I can improve my game and get the opportunity and... Mm-hmm. And I knew they were already been interested about me already few few years when I, I think I got my first offer when I was six sixteen, and yeah. uh, and uh, so I knew that they they were always there. They always had the interest to take take me there and try to yeah. try to give me the opportunity. And and in the end, uh, you know, I had offers from uh, Spain and from Russia, but you know, yeah. I, we chose to to go to Italy. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is my first year in Italy, and um, I, I think Italy is amazing. Like the the culture wise, and you know, just just the basketball is pretty good. But just outside of, of of basketball, the culture of Italy is amazing. So I I know you you know you made a great choice with that. Um, and then after you went to to Italy, uh, versus Bologna, um, you were in Kimki, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Tell, but tell I can, me about huh, what were you gonna say? Yeah, but I want to tell also this, like after, like you said, after being drafted and everything, like I had also like high expectations yeah. for myself and for everything. But the first year, like in Italy, it wasn't uh, that easy. Like it was my first year out of out of Finland. Really, uh, I really got to show what it means to be be a professional. What it means yeah. to you know to play in the next level. We had great great team that year. We had Earl Boykins. Mm. He came from NBA. We had Keith Langford, one of the best scorers in a, in a Europe. After that, yeah, we had Rishan Terry, who who had great career in North Carolina. Cheryl Ford, Italian national team players, mm-hmm. and uh, I ended up playing not that much. I played maybe fifteen minutes a game. Our coach was mad at me when we lost some games. He said, "Like how we can win some some games if our point guard is <laughs> last year he played with the Reindeers." And Santa Claus in Finland and all kind of shit, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so you know how it is in Europe sometimes. Yeah. It's not all that it's that not easy. All sweet. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so, but it also, uh, I think it was really important year because it showed me like how much I need to work. I'm not ready, ready yet, and and uh, it really made me want to like work on my game, improve, and uh, wait, wait for the opportunity, opportunity. Yeah. And, and to be ready when I really get that chance. And and uh, I, I remember when we were talking with you also, I say like the difference is really 
they they are so small. Like for all the players who are listening to this, I always want to say like, uh, don't give up. Like the only you you need one chance, one opportunity with coach who who knows how to use you, mm-hmm. who gives you the opportunity. And after that, you know you you can explode. You get you use that opportunity, and then after that, everything is is possible. And yeah. uh, one one player in one system can can look bad, but one player in one system can look like a superstar, yeah. you know? So it's, it's all, always about many things. It's, so th- yeah. that was like, I think for me, was also the key year to yeah. really, to really keep working on my game and, and improve. Yeah. So, so, let, let, so let's, yeah, let's... I, I ended up playing four years there. And after yeah. that, I, I went next level. I went to Kimki to, to play early. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about that though. Um, just just that transition you know like you said like you you when you got to Italy you know you weren't playing as much and you kind of had to keep going keep fighting your way to prove yourself you know as as athletes I, I personally feel like you know it's not it's not about you know how you start or anything it's about finishing and to me it's about who who continues to keep going, you know, because a lot of guys over, over here, you, you know, a lot of guys, different guys, they, you know, coach is not playing them. So they get upset. They stop, they stop working and they stop being who they are and they, you know, kind of go a different way, you know? So I always try to, you know, try to at least always, no matter what, tell myself, let's have a good day today. Let's try to get better. Let's try to get better. You know, whether it's going right, man, whether your coach is on some bullshit, you know, because the bullshit's always going to be there, you know. It's always going to be there. So, I mean, for, for you as a, as a player, what is something you kind of told yourself to get through, you know, those hard times, you know, because everyone has a hard year, especially with basketball, you know, things don't go their way and stuff like that. So what do you tell yourself the next year, you know, uh, coming off kind of a down year or whatever, what, what, what kind of do you tell yourself to motivate you to, you know, have an excellent year uh, ahead? No, exactly. You said it good. You know, just keep working. You know, I always have my dream. I knew I can, I can play, play in the highest level and yeah. just every day grind, I can say. Yeah, like uh, we had also sec- I think was it second year Chris Douglas Roberts, mm-hmm. I think it was the lockout in NBA, and he came there and he always used to say, yeah, it's not a sprint, it's a it's a marathon. Mm-hmm. So like everyday work, what you put in, and in the end you're gonna you're yeah. gonna achieve great things if you just work, keep working. You know, it's you need that one opportunity, and every after that everything is is possible, and yeah, and like yeah. that every every day just kept working, improving my game, and yeah. that's it. I think that's the key. No, I see. Okay, so you're playing EuroLeague, man. I want, talk to me about what's it like to play in EuroLeague, you know? You've, you, you've experienced kind of the NBA. you experience, you know, playing against those high-level high NBA players, Derrick Roses, you know, whatever. And now you're in EuroLeague playing against, you know, just different athletes and just European players. How was that uh, experience for you, uh, you know, coming from versus Bologna to Kim Key? And I know you played also for, you know, Barca. And I know you also played for uh, Bayer, Bayer Munich and, and everything like that. How was, how is the EuroLeague experience? It is, it's tough for me. Definitely it's the best, best league outside of NBA. And, and, and you can see now 
more and more players are going to the NBA from from Euroleague and yeah. and uh, even now in the NBA there are more international players and uh, like we talked in the uh, talk early, earlier the basketball overall in the world is is growing and more players are are I can say <laughs> improving and the level of basketball outside of the United States is is getting better and and in Euroleague the basketball level is really really high I yeah. I can say much more maybe tactical than in NBA that mm-hmm. uh, you play more as a, as a team and 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 it's it's all about winning every game every game counts like you yeah. watch NBA games there might be some off off nights teams don't care so the, you know the intensity is is it's not high bad. and but in Euroleague it's different like there like all these teams where I where I played, if you lose two games in a row, the, it's a crisis. The the yeah. GM come to the locker room, the coaches get mad, the management. You know, it's all about winning, and uh, you need to do everything as a team to try to try to achieve the goals what the clubs have. And yeah. every game is is big battle, and there are no easy games. And yeah. and I think that's the what what makes your league also so so special and and and. So nice to watch because every game is high intensity. Yeah, teams, you can see it. Yeah, your teams play great defense. They yeah. they they really know what they want to do, and yeah. and uh, that's the beauty of 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 Euroleague. Yeah, what 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 was your favorite um, team? What was your favorite favorite Euroleague team that you that you played on? I can say the best best team was was Barcelona. I mean, everybody knows this. Clubs yeah. around the world, and it was great, like like a dream come come true to put that jersey on. And mm-hmm. we were just unlucky; we had a lot of injuries. I had also car accident where I almost almost actually died and end up yeah, end up man. end up in the hospital. I got the sixteen stitches in my head, but but we had we had an unlucky year, but in the Euroleague, but uh, we end up winning uh, Copa del Rey, what is big tournament in Spain, and. And was was nice two years there, and I really yeah. really enjoyed the city. is amazing. You got everything there. The, the I mean, one of the best cities for me in Europe. Yeah, no. I, I think overall that was just the the best best place to be. Man, I can only imagine. You know, you you on a beach. Barcelona is beautiful. You know, it's uh, a prime location. Everybody knows. You know, just just who you are and everything like that. So I can only imagine Barcelona is number one. Uh, can you tell me, like, what, what is your favorite um, EuroLeague moment? You know, did you ever have, like, a, a moment where you kind of, like, that, like, that you've had on the court or even off the court that you said, man, I'm never going to forget this? Uh, well, I had a few. I can say one time was when, when I was in Kim Ki and I was still, you know, Fighting for my role was my first year, and I ended up, uh, you know, having a great game. I was chosen to be player of the week, uh, and uh, I think that was like also show me and show everybody also what I can do at that level because it was my first year in Euroleague, and mm-hmm. and that then you know I had some game winners like when I went to to Bayern from Barcelona, we played them. In Munich, and uh, and I, I was lucky enough to hit the game winner against against Barca yeah. in Munich, and, and there are some moments, and uh, the only you know what I uh, something what I 
wish I had a chance to, to go to the Final Four. I never had a chance to go there, but it's, yeah. it's so tough to, tough to be there also. And like I said, we had a chance with Barcelona maybe to go there. But like I said, we had a lot of injuries throughout the years. And, and it, it just wasn't our time that time. But, uh, yeah. but that's, that's something I, I wish I, I would experience. Yeah. yeah, no, I can only imagine. Like, I mean, I feel like that's everybody's, you know, every hooper, I mean, overseas hooper's dream, you know, to make it to a Final Four in EuroLeague or something like that. But um, we're going to start kind of winding down this interview. Uh, I'm actually just a couple more questions. What, what is kind of like the craziest thing you experienced on or off the floor? You know, I, I don't know if you had any altercations with with fans, you know, you hear those stories, oh, you know, guys playing in Greece, and you hear firecrackers or, you know, bricks thrown on the court or whatever, something like that. Did you have any kind of crazy moments like that um, playing in Europe? Well, I can say, what I can say, maybe two things from Kimki, like, like my first year when I went there and it was a step forward. And then uh, we end up like in the situation where we didn't get our salaries in first three months. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, like what the, you know, people who follow European basketball, is sometimes there are some money problems. And that's, yeah. you know, now it's, I think it's, it's getting better. The teams are doing better jobs. The EuroLeague is controlling more and more. And overall, this, uh, the situation got much, much better. But that time there, there were many like these things that, players don't get paid and, and everything. And we, we were in a situation where we didn't get paid in three months. Everybody say, yeah, we kind of disappear. Yeah. We, we don't get our money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how it is. And I was like, I just signed a three-year contract there. I was like, oh, shit, like, what's yeah. going to happen now? Yeah. But then there was an election, election in the Moscow, Moscow area and, and some new, new like, uh, new guy who, who wanted to get the votes from this area came and saved our, our team. And after that, we didn't have any money problems. We ended up get, getting always paid on time. Yeah. Everything, everything good, good. But you know, that's, that shows like how, how it is in Euro, European basketball sometimes. Yeah. But like I said, now it's, it's, it's getting better. But yeah. like I said before, sometimes GMs or management get mad. And from same thing from Kinky, we were playing Euro Cup. That, that year and, and we lost first two two games yeah and uh, the GM the management because they, they really put money into the team and we had a great team we, we lost first two games and everybody came to the locker room and said okay guys listen if, if we don't start winning we're gonna we're gonna find you 30% of your salaries wow and everybody was like fuck you can't do this yeah you can't you, know? you, you can't yeah, you can't do yeah and uh, Okay, but I don't know. It worked. I, I think we end up, you know, winning 33 games in a row. And, and uh, uh, so we had really, really good team. But that just shows like how it is in Europe and especially those teams, yeah. who, you know, who want to win, who want to always to play every game you need, you need to win. And if, if you, if you, if you don't, there might be problems. And yeah, like you said, also that. this year, yeah, you know, and uh, there, that's the big pressure always. You need to, yeah. you know, perform and, and, and win on. You never know <laughs> what might happen. Yeah, true. Kinky might need that. Uh, you said it was a mayor that came save, Joe? Yeah, yeah. They might need that this year. What you think? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that is, again, you know, some 
money money problems or something after everything started when they started losing you know yeah that's how it is yeah. it's always like that you know <laughs> but uh i got one more last question what are some of the best who are some who are some of the best european or americans or who whatever uh wherever they came from who are some of the best players you've played against over here or play played with like can you name a five that you've you know a solid five that you played with or against that that you know you would consider on your team you would want to be on your team okay let's let's do uh, let's do like my start starting five so. other than me other than me other than me <laughs> you keep going. So let's go. Uh, point guard, I would go Tyrese Rice. You know, mm, the Euro yeah, League. yeah. Lefty. My capital Aviv. I spent uh, two years with him. He came to Kinky. We, we ended up winning Euro Cup with him. Yeah. Had a great year. And uh, then uh, in the end, we were both, both out, both from Kinky to go to Barcelona. They wow. took him and me. And we, we end up playing there also together. And I can say, you know, I, I would choose him to, to my point guard. Then the shooting guard, I would go with uh, Juan Carlos Navarro. Okay. And, uh, okay. I yeah, played yeah. In, in, in Barca. Okay, he was a little bit older already, but you can really see the, the talent he had when yeah. he come off the screens, how he shoots those one leg, one leg floaters, everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, he's the legend. You know, yeah. one of the greats in European basketball, and uh, one thing played in NBA, and, and you know, just, <laughs> just crazy, crazy legend, I can say. Yeah. Okay. Position three. Who I would, who I would choose? I go Vladimir Lucic from Bayern. Okay. Know? Okay. Yeah. I think, I think of, yeah, I think he's one of those undervalued guys all his career and, and for me he's very great player can do many things play great defense mm -hmm. and and, uh, and I, I'm happy for him this year he really had the breakout yeah. breakout year and he, he did and like I said to the playoffs and and, mm -hmm. and really really great player yeah 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 and okay. uh, who's your four four mm. I go with the. Uh, go with James Augustine. James Augustine. Yeah. Okay. He was, with me in, he, he was with me in Kinky, and like I said, we had success together. Great yeah. player, rebounder, yeah. always thinking about the team, like you know, setting hard hard, hard screens. Yeah. And. Uh, and I, I, I take him and yeah. I with James and now he's enjoying life somewhere in, in Spain, Valencia and, and mm -hmm. he's living there right now. And uh, is he retired? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he yeah, retired. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, was well, season five. I take, uh, Ante Tomic. Hmm. Legend. Okay. I've heard and, Yeah. He played in Real and Barcelona. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Now he's still playing in uh, Hoventud in Spain and, and one of the smartest like big guys I ever ever played with and, and how yeah. he can pass the ball, be like, a, I, I can say like a point guard on the court also like as a big guy, it's very, 
very valuable, you know, with the, his 217, can really do everything. And yeah. it was so easy to play with him. You play pick and roll, every you pass into low post, he shared the ball from there. You always, he always finds you the good, good shots. Good, yeah. You know, it's so, always, it's always nice playing with those type of bigs, you know, they make, yeah, they yeah. make, they make it easier to play, you know, Short exactly. ball, they know where to look, you know, wide open on the three, you know, they're coordinated. So yeah. exactly. You know, like, uh, like me as a shooter, you know, he, yep. he sees you, you are opening, you get the ball right yeah. time. You know, when you got the advantage, you can take your shot. Yeah. It's, it just makes everything easier. Yeah. Okay. Hey man, that's an all-star five right there. Yeah, you know, that's a, that's a, I don't think too many teams losing to that team. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, you know, you just had a birthday. Uh, you're thirty. You're thirty three now. Uh, how much longer do you feel like you're gonna play? I my dream is that I can play one more year, and uh, then mm -hmm. we got this EuroBasket 2022 September, and yeah. uh, that that's kind of my dream that I can. I can finish everything there with our national team, and and that's like my dream yeah. to, to to keep going until that. I hope you know my body is it's not that what it used to be. Every you need to work much much harder to to be even to able to play, and and uh, mm -hmm. so we'll see. I got yeah. I think one one more year, and, and that's it. And then yeah. it's time to time to do something else with, with my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man. Well, I appreciate you taking the time and, you know, just just being who you are, you know, my, by me being here and coming kind of uh, in the middle of the season, we'll come towards the end. You know, I've already learned, as I told you, I've already learned so much from you as a person and just as a as, as a basketball player. So I appreciate you taking the time to to drop some gems and some knowledge on my podcast and everything like that. And, and I know regardless what you know, when you're done with basketball, you're already going to be successful and stuff like that. And um, I'm excited to see, you know, where, what's the next chapter in your life, you know, because you've done it all with basketball, man. You, you, you've reached the highest level, you know, you, you did everything, you, you know, you made your money and all that stuff. So I'm excited to see what you're going to do after basketball, man. Like, and that's for real. Like, so. Yeah. And I, I think like whatever it is, I, I don't know yet exactly, but I think, for me, it's maybe I can take one year off, but after that, I, I start to miss basketball. I, yeah. I think I, I need to be involved somehow, do something coaching or, yeah. or, or improving the young guys, working for my age, and we'll see what it is, but some, something with the, with the basketball for sure. And yeah. maybe one day I will come to, to watch you, you play and, and cheering for you. Hey, man. Hey, we already talked about that. You, I, I appreciate. I would appreciate that, man. And, and you will one of these days. So, um, all right, Pat. Thank you for taking the time, and uh, that's that's our interview, man. So, appreciate. All you. right, thank you. All right, we out.